Hello, and welcome to the Behind the Give Button podcast, where we believe that charities desire to change the world, but struggle to get you involved. This podcast is all about exploring what's behind the give button so that your desire to change the world can find a trusted partner. Hello and welcome to this episode of Behind the Give Button. Today I have Joe from Season Center for Grieving Children in Barrie with us. So welcome, Joe. Thank you so much for having me, Claire. Absolutely. I'm excited for all that you have to share. This is an organization I'd heard of many times before that was active in my community, but I honestly didn't really have much understanding of uh, the services you provide and your ultimate um, goal for the organization. So I'm excited, A, to learn myself and then also to share everything you have to teach me and inform me on um, with those listening. So um, I like to get started just by getting... um, you know, the participant here, uh, you, Joe, to share a little bit about your personal background and how you came to this role in, at Season Center. Sure. Uh, so it actually goes back a few decades. Uh, I did grow up in the Barry area you know, during the 80s and 90s uh, before heading off to university in Waterloo. So, you know, I do have that connection to my hometown of, of Barry and the, the Simcoe County area. Um, and then kind of an interesting path that brought me to seasons. So, you know, I spent the past 15 years, uh, working the GTA within the consumer packaged goods sector in this kind of interesting co- consumer insights and data analytics field. Um, but then through COVID, like many of us, um, I kind of changed my, my career path. I actually left my director of customer insights role with one of the largest food companies in Canada. And I launched a new social enterprise called data gives back. And that created the first formal tie in the seasons as I'm donating 25% of my gross revenue uh, to the season center. And that was really just the beginning of uh, my, my, my connection and ongoing work with, with seasons. Right. And so why don't you give us an overview of what Season Center is, what they do, what their mission is in our community? So Season Center itself is is very unique. Um, There really isn't what I have found any charity that's similar to Seasons in in Canada. Um, And and to have that in my hometown in Barrie is is just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So the Center itself, it offers free programs to children and to teens that have lost a parent, a sibling, or a close friend, um, and and basically they're they're helping to navigate uh, that path of the grieving process for families, um, and and really what they're focused on is that you know there there needs to be this inclusive, safe environment, non judgmental, and really home like atmosphere. Um, for creating a safe space for participants to open up, to share, to heal, and to be successful, they continue their life uh, post post care at the season center. And so, um, as you're talking about, you know, youth and children that are grieving, how do they get? How do those actual children um, get involved with season center? Is there a referral process? Um, yeah, if you just kind of gave us an overview of what that would look like. Yes. So the, the season center, um, you know, does have a, 
a free offering of services where they they're offering this unique type of um, uh, therapeutic support. So families would connect um, with the season center, you know, either through a referral program, but that can also be just through their website. Uh, we, we definitely recommend anyone that hasn't heard of seasons or doesn't have a connection to, to call, uh, to get in touch with someone at seasons, they'll get a response back. And then from there, they can understand, you know, what the process is like and, and when are the next, the next opportunities for members of their family to, to sign up uh, for the free, the free programs. Right. So uh, if you could highlight some of the programs that Season Center um, provides, uh, just a short little synopsis of what it actually would look like. Yes. So this, um, the way that the Season Center works is one piece that I really like about it is that they have these group formats. And so what they're doing is, you know, they're looking at the fact that grief is not the same you know, for a five-year-old child versus a 15-year-old. Um, so they will group by age. Mm-hmm. Um, they will also group by the type of loss that they've gone through. Again, this is something that um, is very unique and, and so valuable to that therapy and care is that, you know, an individual that has lost a family member to suicide is going through grief in a slightly different way than someone that hasn't. And, um, so they'll have a group specifically for those types of individuals. We, we know that um, uh, unfortunately loss due to like overdoses and, and, and those types of things are also another way that we can bring um, similar situations for, for children and teens together. So you're, you're really all of a sudden within this uh, close group of, of kind of peers that are going through a similar pretty big life challenge that you can relate to and open up and connect with. Yeah. And it sounds like by grouping um, individuals like that together, it takes away that um, kind of typical, you don't understand mentality of coping. Right. So I think that's very, very unique. And I can imagine how helpful that would be. Yes. Um, I think that that's, you know, one of the strongest points and differences of, let's say, individual counseling or mm-hmm. therapy or family therapy or counseling. Um, you know, I'm going to talk a little more about my personal connection, but just for myself, um, you know, from the loss that my my family have gone through, you know, my sister and I are four years apart. So when we lost uh, my mom, I was 10, she was 14, very different stages in life and development. And, um, but we were, we were going to ther- family therapy together at the same time, right? So we weren't necessarily getting the targeted support and, um, and really the, the counseling that way where it's very unique. Uh, right, you. right. And so if, if you feel comfortable to kind of give a bit of your background about why you feel so passionate about the services that Seasons um, is providing, that kind of thing, I would love if you would speak to that. Yes, definitely. Um, I'm very open about talking about my past and, and really I, I view it as a, a positive light that's come out of, I, I kind of talk about it coming through the fire, mm-hmm. positive light and 
and having the ability to help others directly at seasons. Um, so, you know, just personally, while I was growing up in the Barrie area, uh, I did lose both my biological parents uh, to suicide uh, at the age of six and at the age of 10. So, you know, these were immense challenges, had huge impacts on my, my childhood and teenage development, as it did with my, my siblings. I mentioned I have a sister who's four years older than me, and my younger brother is, is uh, almost nine years younger than me. Um, so we were extremely fortunate to have, you know, amazing support of family and friends. And I mentioned different types of therapy. But in those years in the 80s, the Season Centre wasn't, um, wasn't created yet. There was nothing like the Season Centre. And so I, I know 100% that the type of services the Season Centre is offering would have made a drastic improvement in, in how we processed. And, and really, like, grief isn't something you process just in a couple of months, um, even in a couple of years, right? It's, it's something that you kind of carry with you through your life. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things I, I love about how the, the Season Centre operates is that they're looking at it as this lifetime journey. Right. And, and it's about, you know, grief and those strong memories um, can be turned into something positive over time. Um, and then I, I actually have a, um, you know, just personally, the reason that I've created my, my new company, um, the first thought was that I wanted to give back to seasons every single day. And as much as it is about helping financially, um, to me, it's all about the individual children and teenagers and families. So that's what I, I like to I like about seasons is that you're actually getting to see the real impact you're having on the lives of, of all these participants and families. And at the end, it's all coming coming back to mental health. Right. You're really improving the, the, the mental health, whether going through that immediate loss, and then you're really setting them up for success uh, throughout their lives. Right. And so I just want to take a moment and thank you for being vulnerable and for sharing um, that connection that you have, that loss that you've gone through. Um, and I just find it, and I know I've said this to you in our previous meeting, but um, I just find it so encouraging that you were able to, you know, in your adult years, then turn around and go back to a service that you really felt you would have benefited from, right, when going through the loss. So I think it's encouraging to see that um, you've taken your experience that was, I'm sure, just so hard to go through um, and turn it around to helping those that are experiencing the same sort of thing. So thank you for being vulnerable. I think um, I appreciate that. And I'm sure those listening do. Um, And so now looking, you know, however many years it's been since um, you were going through that, how did you then turn around to get involved with Season Center? So yeah, even that story is is kind of, I'd say funny, but this is a bit (laughs) like an irony story um, the way things go, but I first heard about seasons when I was in university and, you know, right after university, I launched a business, got right into my corporate career, but I always had in the back of my mind that this was like the charity that fully aligned to me. And one day I wanted to be really involved with them. 
The problem was I haven't lived back in Barrie in 20 years. I've been building a career and building a family. Um, I do go back, but not as often as I like to volunteer. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, we kind of fast forward to a couple of years ago, I found out that one of my close friends uh, was on the board of directors at Seasons. And it kind of blew me away because it was this ultimate charity that I, I wanted to get involved with. And it started to really like snowball from there. I, my, my wife and I, we were sponsors for their gala, the Season Center gala event in April, 2019. And then um, that same uh, individual, Mike Cowden, who's currently the president of board of directors, we ran a really fun um, Halloween fundraiser at Hooligans uh, downtown Barrie in October, 2019. And then, and then from there, it's, it, it was more about, okay, so how can I get more involved and more involved in, in seasons? And then since, since I've launched my business, um, pretty honorable uh, thing happened. Uh, I would call it the most meaningful title I've ever received in my life um, as being named the executive ambassador uh, for the season center. And, and that was just last month in November. That's awesome. And so if you could unpack what that title is, what you do, um, that kind of thing, it's a intriguing title to me. So <laughs> what does that look like uh, working for them? So it's probably just because I, you know, I have a, a big passion for music and, and then just a sense of humor about life. So when I look at what an ambassador is, I mean, I look at what Drake is for the Raptors. So I'm calling <laughs> myself the, the, Drake, the Drake of grief. You yeah. want to call it that way, um, but but more so, what I'm I'm doing is helping to raise awareness, and then you know raise uh, funds, be that through individual donations, or you know being able to leverage uh, my ex- extensive corporate connections, uh, because I have worked with a lot of different companies with fundraising and nonprofits throughout my career. And uh, yeah, so that's one of the few areas, um, even coming up with some, some you know, innovative ideas. Um, like I'm looking to actually sell some merch, like hoodies and, and t-shirts uh, through my Data Gives Back website with all the proceeds going to the Seasons Center. So that's something I'm planning to do in, in 2021. Very cool. Um, And yeah, the word ambassador, right? Like it just makes you think of exactly what you just described. So I think it's a a good title for sure. Um, So we got a little bit sidetracked talking about um, the services Seasons provides. So is it just strictly those um, group um, groups that are tailored to age and to type of grief and that sort of thing? Or are there individual programming? I don't know if maybe you did cover it all, but it just makes me wonder if that's, if there's more to it than what you've already touched on. So as of, as of right now, it's, it's all in a, a group format. And um, the other thing is, as Seasons is known for is, is for their, their camps or their summer programs. Mm-hmm. Um, again, these, it's all about groups because that's the, that's the difference here. We're talking about, um, just the, the ability to heal in these safe groups of peers going through similar situations. 
mm-hmm. which is very different than obviously um, all the amazing work that goes on like one-to-one and other types of um, uh, therapy or, or, or counseling, um, which I do think is excellent, by the way, uh, to just, you know, want to be clear on that, that yep. I think that there's a great benefit from both these types of services, but this is the difference is that it's, it's all centered around the kids and the, and the teens. Um, and at the heart of it is the, is the volunteers really. That's what makes seasons is, um, you know, a success. And that's been the, the driver of success for the past 25 years, the seasons has been open. Um, so in saying that the volunteers are kind of the driving force there, um, is it mostly volunteer run? Um, what does that look like staff versus volunteer? What volunteer positions are available? So yes, it's majority uh, run uh, by volunteers. Uh, there's over 100 active volunteers on an annual basis. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it is really a volunteer led and driven organization. And the great thing is there's a number of ways uh, to get involved from a, a volunteer uh, perspective. Um, so, you know, one area is that, and this is all on the, the season center website, uh, grievingchildren.com is there's a volunteer section and there's kind of like this general volunteer area um, where you can sign up and then the season center will decide where they need help. Right? It could be helping at an, at an event. Um, it could be helping in any other way, like at the facility. I mean, usually there's a little more volunteer opportunities, you know, during a non COVID period, yeah. a lot going on. Um, at the season center facility and, and other events. But they also have a really neat, more specialized volunteer opportunity around being coming a grief facilitator. And this entails, um, you know, there's, there's training that, that, that volunteers get and they have the opportunity to then work directly with children in this, those support groups at the center. Um, yeah, outside of that, um, we have, I would say volunteering happening during like third party events. And, uh, this has been amazing to see how the community has supported seasons, um, through these really great, especially creative events during COVID mm-hmm. and, and donating a percentage of proceeds or all proceeds. Um, and, you know, some of these are non-corporate, but We've also seen some excellent corporate uh, giving and really thankful for that too. Right. And so to go back to the volunteering with the, um, do you call it grief? Um, Facilitator. Great. Okay. Um, do you have to have any sort of training? Because the first thing that pops to mind is it's like a, um, like similar to therapy. Um, so is there any special qualifications to be able to volunteer in that, that capacity or yeah, if you just kind of shed some light on that. Yes. Um, so there, there are requirements. You are correct. Um, so the requirements are there's uh, three written references required. Um, the season center will run a criminal reference check, a complete, it'll ask to complete a questionnaire. Um, and then, you know, the commitment itself is a bi-weekly time commitment. 
and then the overall participation in the training program is 35 hours. So those are the kind of five uh, requirements. And um, uh, one of our amazing program surface, uh, services manager, uh, Natasha Manzone, uh, she, she heads that up. And that information is again, up on the volunteer section on the website. Right, so that um, 35 hours of training, that would then be season center, making sure that all volunteers are properly equipped and, and in that respect um, are filling your requirements. So that makes sense. <laughs> um, so let's talk about what's behind the give button of Season Center. If I am pretending to be a donor, I'm interested in donating to the programming, the services you provide, um, where is my money going? Do I have a choice of which you know pathway my money takes? Um, if you could shed some light on that. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. And um, what I like about Seasons is that there's a number of different ways to donate. And, you know, the other piece is that we look at you know, every dollar makes an impact. Mm -hmm. no, do no donation is a small amount um, because that money is going directly back to helping children and teens. Um, so, you know, a few of the examples of, of how individuals or, or companies can support financial peace for seasons. Uh, one is, you know, one-time donations can be made anytime throughout the year. So as an example, um, just in this, in this past few weeks, we've had a few different companies that have, you know, identified seasons as their charity for, you know, this, this month to donate. Um, and, and so they've, they've done that. And it's also in some cases like personal uh, donations are made on a one-time basis. We also accept monthly giving and the monthly giving, I would say uh, does help to for the center to kind of manage a bit more of that regular cash flow and, and support of the regular expenses of the charity. Uh, one of the areas that I really like, and to be honest, I'm hoping to aspire to is to create a memorial or celebration of life, uh, giving in, in the honor um, of a, of a, a lost uh, loved one or friend. And then um, there's even the opportunity to do estate planning and to, um, you know, kind of give, give base through like will or estate planning. Um, and we've, we've seen that too. And then outside of that, um, uh, really, again, that's those, those third party events that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Those would be those have been really successful and they're a lot of fun. And in many cases, um, seasons will also help out and offer up uh, some volunteers if needed uh, to help at some of those events. Um, are you able to give us kind of an example of a recent third party event or? I go off the top. It's, it's been obviously a challenging, I would say the most challenging year in terms of events. Yeah. Uh, the good news is, is that there were golf tournaments um, that were able to run in the summer when the case counts were, were really, really low in this, yep. the Simcoe area and the events were run uh, very safely. Um, if I look at um, in the past, I would say um, there was a great like kind of a carpool karaoke style event that took place cool. over, over a year ago. Um, and that centered around 
actually like companies getting involved and um, getting their employees into the different vehicles and then kind of that style of carpool karaoke, but yeah, singing as a group in their cars and raising money that way. Um, so that happened, uh, I think over a year or so ago. Um, very so. cool. That's a uh, very creative. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if those donations, then, um, the, the money donated, I would assume is going to programming, that kind of stuff. Um, if you could give us a bit more details there. Yes. Um, so the, the cost to put, um, one participant through the program is approximately $1,600. Okay. So, and the, the center doesn't not, uh, doesn't receive, um, ongoing government support. So what that means is, is really all the money that is used to put children through the program are coming from individual and, and corporate donations. Um, outside, outside of that, um, there are, you know, other, other costs and, and things that uh, the money goes, goes towards, but um, there's only a couple of, of full-time staff. Um, so again, um, really that's being put towards the full-time program um, resources. And so, how long is that programming that you're talking about the 1600? Um, how long is the program that that funds? It depends. I, I, I wish I could give you a hard number. It's, it's changed, uh, through COVID and, you know, to be perfectly honest, I'm still learning myself yep. as relatively one of the newest members to the team. Um, so, that is something that, you know, the participant families would, would find out in those, those chats with the program's coordinators. Yep. Awesome. Well, do you have any other information to pass along to listeners? Anything that I've missed that you would really like to chat about? I think, I think the other piece, um, really it's, it's incredibly inspiring of, you know, why the season center was created and, uh, the individual that was the, you know, is the founder. Um, so Roly Ramey, um, he launched the season center. Um, unfortunately, after the, the tragic loss of both of his daughters in, um, in the mid nineties. And I, I just have so much respect um, and incredible admiration for him taking this such a challenging um, um, uphill battle to go through that grief and turn it into this amazing center. Yeah. That is now, has now run for 25 years. And really the, the center is in their honor. It's in Jessica and, and Samantha's honor. And if you're, you know, if you go into the season center um, and there's this really comfortable area, it feels like a family room over top of the fireplace is, is a picture of, of Jessica and, and Samantha um, to remind us, remind us all that all this is happening to preserve their memory uh, and to keep their memory uh, alive and, and their legacy. Um, so these are, these are real people, right? Rollies are a real individual doing real work to help other real people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're not a terribly large organization, but we're big enough that in 25 years has impacted thousands of lives. And 
you know, those are the types of, uh, of stories and personal connections that I absolutely love about the organization. Yeah. And it's very similar to right to what brought you, which is, I think, um, yeah, witness to the power of the center, which is encouraging. Yep, definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being vulnerable, for sharing with us, for being so passionate about this organization um, and for a informing me more about what um, what Season Center is doing in our community, as well as informing those who will now listen to this conversation. So I just want to thank you for your time. Thank you for your vulnerability and thank you for your eagerness to share this organization with us. You're very welcome. Thank awesome. you so much for having me on today, Claire. Absolutely. <laughs> listeners thanks for joining us on another episode of the behind the give button podcast i'm glad that you spent the time to listen to my conversation with joe and learning all about the season center for grieving children you'll be able to find all of their links to get connected with them on the behind the give button website as well as we will tag them in our social media posts so there's lots of different ways to get in contact with them please leave us a review wherever you're listening from today um, thank you for joining us and we hope you'll tune in again next week